the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Happy August. Late August. Holy mackerel how the year goes by, right? It does fly by. So a couple weeks from now, we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, end of the year. Um, let's talk about some of the top stories or some of the, the angles this way and that way. This week has the markings of a very, very long week. It's uh, got a dominant theme thing going on in the market commentary that everyone is waiting to hear from. Janet Yellen on Friday. So it could be a long week. Miss Yellen's slated to speak at the Kansas City Feds Economic Symposium in Jackson Hole. Never been to Jackson Hole. People say it's awesome for skiing and such. And I guess for economic speeches, right? So the title of her speech will be given at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So 7 a.m. Pacific Time. It's going to be the Federal Reserve's Monetary Policy Toolkit. Ooh, it sounds like a doozy, right? Okay, maybe not so much. Um, everyone wants to know if she's going to hammer home the idea that the Fed is inclined to raise the Fed fund rates before the end of the year or use a putty knife to spackle over such a thought. Over the weekend, Fed Vice Chair Stanley Fisher said he felt the Fed's close to hitting its targets. Okay, so the Fed is close to hitting their targets, raising interest rates. So interest rates... Going to be moving up? Well, they move up fast or slow. Last week, they started teasing us a little bit. And I know you're saying, Federal Reserve, don't be such a tease. But they teased that the rate increases may be faster than you expect. Where we started off this year, 2016, expecting four. It's kind of what was telegraphed. And so far, we've gotten one. And maybe we're, we're thinking two at the most. Maybe it'll be six next year. That's you know kind of what they were implying. Last week when they were talking, Fisher's remarks have led to some firming in the dollar, some flattening of the curve, and that's bad for U.S. stocks in the short term. Bank of Japan Governor Kuroda talked up the prospect of more easing by the Bank of Japan at its September meeting, noting that there is still room to take rates further into negative territory. That's crazy. That's insane. That's not. I don't think that's good because we've never done that. And... To assume that it'll work is dangerous. Um, or not dangerous. It's interesting. We'll say, we'll, we'll say, challenging. I think that might be the best way of saying that. Um, elsewhere out there, the outlook for monetary policy here and around the world is hanging over global markets, kind of like uh, a dark cloud without the certainty that it'll burn off. Is there blue skies above the dark cloud? Is it just a dark cloud? Market participants appear stuck right now, and we don't know which way we're going to go at this point. So that's some of the smarter money 
some of the dumber money, which I love dumb money. Your 401k to me is considered dumb money. You put it in your uh, 401k, take it out of your paycheck every two weeks. I love that. Um, I think that's the greatest way to invest. Uh, but so far today, we see the markets down about six points. The Dow down 65. The Nasdaq down eight. The crude, the crude oil. The crude oil. Oil down one. Office Depot says their CEO is going to retire. The company is going to create a COO of North America. Uh, anytime you have a CEO leave or a CFO leave, you kind of, sometimes it's good news. If the stock hasn't performed in the last five years, you're like, well, maybe we'll get someone in there who's good news. Um, in this case, you're you know wondering if you're going to get someone in who can do mergers, who can do acquisitions, who can keep up with Amazon. So you're always wondering. Success or failure always starts at the top. So if you go back in time to the San Francisco 49ers, the Washington Redskins, they had great owners, and they won a lot of Super Bowls because of that. Uh, Office Depot said the 62-year-old Smith pointed to the top job in November of 2013, so he's been there four years. Um, he's going to continue until a replacement's found, three-plus years. And again, the company's struggling. Their, their number one issue that they're going to have to show us is how are they going to stop the falling sales amidst competition with Amazon? Things change. And, you know, at one point in time, Office Depot was kind of a fresh concept. Uh, where did we get our office supplies before then? You know, Office Depot, Staples, you get the idea. Uh, where did companies get them? They got kind of screwed. There was a, be a salesperson who would come through the offices and take sales orders and deliver your goods for you. And uh, Office Depot kind of took that away from them. So look who's taken away from them now, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Pfizer, they, pharmace- they fabricate pharmaceuticals, and they're a big drug company. They said today that they're going to buy U.S. cancer drug company Medivation in a deal valued at about $14 billion. If you can't create it, buy them. That's kind of been the big push so far in pharmaceuticals, big pharma. Keep in mind big pharma like Merck, Pfizer, Eli Lilly, Shearing Plow. Back 30 years ago, um, we were kind of in a world of molecular science. And then we started moving into genetics. Um, and we're getting smaller and smaller um, at this point in time. And they're coming up with you know really novel ideas for treating drugs, for treating diseases. Um, so Pfizer's M&A strategy, it's shifting now. Last couple of years, they've been trying to buy companies for, you know, to help their overseas pipeline to lower their taxes. That was the behind, the idea behind their failed allergen deal, strengthen its drug portfolio ahead of a decision on selling or spinning off generic drug businesses by late 2016. Oncology is kind of where it's at right now. So Pfizer, as far as the sweet spot goes, are you going to pay a lot of money for your, your cancer drug? Hell yeah, you are. Pfizer's oncology offerings include breast cancer, a drug called Ibrance, and several other promising immuno-oncology products, which will now get access to the Xtandi as well as, uh, good God, I can't say that word, Talazoparib, another brand, breast cancer treatment under uh, development. I like the way you say that. So Innovation, by the way, is a San Francisco-based company. So, and... Uh, he offers a substantial premium that Pfizer's given them to Sanofi's initial offer to buy back in April. So a little bit of a war 
Nobody Wins, We Both Lose, little Radney Foster, country music, divorce song. Uh, but when you start looking at it from the world of divorce, you know, who's going to get the, the acquisition, right? Anyway, it's the beginning of the end. Pfizer's buying uh, Medivation elsewhere out there. Intercell could be acquired by Marvel Electronics, not Marvel comic books, but uh, another you know semiconductor kind of acquisition there. Semiconductor space has been one of the hottest areas, up 15% this year in the third quarter alone, and up 20% for the year. Oh, hopefully over overweighted semis at the start of the year, huh? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Big San Francisco Money Show coming up this week. You can sign up for it at sfmoneyshow.com. It's sfmoneyshow.com. Um, joining me now to talk a little bit about the show, Kelly Wright. Kelly, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Doing well. Tell us a little bit about your background, who you are. Well, uh, Investment Quality Trends is the newsletter that I'm the managing editor of. Um, we started publishing in 1966, so we just celebrated our 50th year. We have a pretty uh, so, uh, specific niche in the market in that uh, – we're a, a, a newsletter that's based on value identification. We, we follow uh, really high-quality blue-chip dividend-paying stock names. Um, we, we have a, a filter, which we, we use to identify what we call a quality company. And then um, we have a system that determines when's the best time to buy, hold, or sell those stocks based on their dividend yield. Uh, so that's basically what we do. I've been in the business about 34 years. Started off as uh, as an old-fashioned stockbroker back in the uh, in the middle 80s. Um, found that I didn't like the retail business and became a uh, registered investment advisor and started a fee-only practice uh, back in 1990. So uh, that's what keeps me off the streets and out of trouble. So the newsletter works with the registered investment advisory business, kind of hand in hand. It does. It does. Uh, the, the the newsletter is really uh, the, the the purpose, Robert, is to uh, give you the tools to do it yourself. But for those folks who who don't have the time or don't inc- have the inclination, I mean, we will do it for you. But um, we, we do try and, and and help you do it yourself. Good to know. Good to know. Now, let me talk a little bit about the Money Show. It's going to be August twenty third through twenty fifth in San Francisco at the Marriott Marquis. And come out and see uh, 65 plus of the nation's leading investment experts. A lot of high quality educational workshops. 
some interactive exhibits as well, and much, much more. People can sign up today at SanFranciscoMoneyShow.com. So, Kelly, back to what you do. You're, you talk a lot about dividends, or you write a lot about dividends, and dividends have been kind of really what's been working well for three-plus years. Um, people are chasing yield. Their uh, uh, Federal Reserve has left interest rates incredibly low. Uh, is that a thesis that you're playing into? Well, our thesis has, has never changed, which is, okay. we, we, you know, we think that um, if you're going to invest, you, you want to be- invest in the area that gives you the most opportunity uh, for real total return, which is what we call uh, capital appreciation plus dividends plus dividend growth. And, you know, dividend growth you can only get in the stock market. So we've done the same thing the same way pretty much for 50 years. Um, but like you said, in the last few years, um, it, it's like there was a, a, a Billy Graham revival tent, and uh, a lot of people have gotten the dividend religion. So um, unfortunately, though, there's a lot of people that are investing in stocks uh, that have never invested in stocks before because of the reason that you mentioned, which is there is <laughs> absolutely no yield in, in fixed income. So, um, uh, yeah, people are, are pushing up prices. We, we see some, see some extraordinary PEs in, like, some good old fashioned, very defensive, um, you know, consumer staple companies. Um, not sure that, that they have the underlying growth to support those at these levels indefinitely, but, um, hey, uh, I guess maybe we're in a brave new world. So if people want to find out a little bit more about you, where can they find you, Mr. Right? Uh, you can go to our website, which is uh, www.iqtrends.com. It's the trade shows. You're a good speaker. We look forward to seeing you out at the Money Show. So, I look forward to it. Right. With iqtrends.com, you can find out more about what he does and how he does it by attending the absolutely free San Francisco Money Show coming this week you have to sign up online that's the only twist um it's going to be at the marriott marquee in san francisco august 23rd through 25th lots of exhibitors lots of speakers um, all the information can be found online at san francisco money show.com including the speakers uh i'm just going through them right now christina benz from morningstar i've seen her before Giuseppe Brazil. um there are plenty of speakers to say the least robert carlson we talked to already um, let's see who was some of the other Scott Connor from TD Ameritrade good talker yeah it's a good event uh, you can sign up for the event at SanFranciscoMoneyShow.com that's SanFranciscoMoneyShow.com when you see the list of these it's like crazy it's just speaker after speaker after speaker after speaker so um, figure out who you want to see is uh, oh the good old George Gilder from the Gilder Publishing he was a tech guy um, in the 90s that almost anything that came out of his mouth like boom you invested in it so find out more at SanFranciscoMoneyShow.com. Anyhow, let's move on to other top stories of the day. Um, Circle K, it's a gas station. It's kind of got this global brand, right? They operate um, around the world. So they've reached a deal to acquire San Antonio, Texas gas station and convenience store CST brands for $4.4 billion dollars. Uh, gas stations make most of their money, most of their money, in selling various junk food and drink products and icy brands and things along those lines. So 42% premium if you had owned CST, a company that makes Slurpees. You 
we got a 42% premium on. Ugh. Like, had you known, right? Um, friend of mine just sent her daughter to college, and she jumped on Facebook and goes, uh, just sent my daughter, you know, a love, a, a care package, um, uh, through Amazon Pantry. And I couldn't tell if it was an advertisement for Amazon or not. Um, but do you remember going to college and getting, you know, care packages? Whether it be banana bread or sugar cookies or brownies or your older brother teasing you. Uh, certainly it's, uh, you know, a feeling of love, but you get the idea. So care packages for college. Amazon Prime Pantry lets you select a variety of items. And it's kind of cool the way they're doing it. It's kind of a, a, a box puzzle. And for instance, you could put Tide Pods in. So 10% of the box that you send to them, then the care package goes to detergent. Uh, mouthwash, 8%. Vitamins, Chips Ahoy, Goldfish, Popcorn, Doritos, Gatorade, Coca-Cola, Mac and Cheese. And eventually, eventually your package gets filled up. And that's how you send it out. It's a pretty neat concept. Um, and again, just again, Amazon being cute. It's probably the best way of me saying that. You can find me online at 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about the stock markets. I certainly think this is going to be a big week at the end of the week, which basically means not much is going to mean much until the end of the week, because the beginning of the week is not the end of the week. Anyhow, look forward to hearing from you. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I've been using the newest operating system for the iPhone that's going to come out next month for about a month now. And it's good. It's solid. It's on build number six, I believe. Might be build number seven. Uh, but what I can tell you is that it's nice improvements. It's not going to change the world, I don't think. Um, it's a lot of focus on Messenger um, in improving that. And even Voice Messenger, which I totally dig. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can give you an example. I Got to be careful. I don't give out information that I don't want to give out. Okay, my accountant goes, hey, Robert, um, it's, it's, it's Rob trying to get a hold of you. Um, can you call me at 408, blah, 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 blah. Tomorrow's fine. I'll be traveling, but I can either send an email or try to catch up with you on phone. Thanks. Bye. So 
you can read your voicemail. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's kind of a cool feature. Um, and there's so many little tweaks and twerks with photos that I think you're going to like it. But listen to this. Speaking of tweaks and twerks, um, Barbara Streisand, she called Tim Cook at Apple and said, Tim, I have a problem. Can you fix it for me? Siri pronounces Streisand with a hard S like Streisand. This is completely wrong. So Streisand with a soft S like sand on the beach. I've been saying this for my whole career. And so what did I do? I called the head of Apple, Tim Cook, and he delightfully agreed to have Siri change the pronunciation of my name, finally with the next update coming on September 30th. So let's see what happens, because I will be thrilled. Problems of the rich and wealthy, right? Uh, Siri doesn't quite pronounce your name correctly. Let's talk a little real estate with Tony Mendez. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. One of the biggest mistakes I think people are underestimating is how long they're going to live. Ronald Reagan lived till he was 93 years old. He was in retirement for 33 years. He was in bad health for 10 years. Well, the monkey just pooped. And you're like, what? What did Dad just say? The monkey pooped? He lost his mind. He had Alzheimer's disease. I kind of blend the words as I'm getting older. It sounds like I'm slurring. I'm just blending words. So I'm turning Alzheimer's and the old timers. So it's old timers. Um, do you know how expensive it would have been to be Ronald Reagan if he wasn't ex-president of the United States? Do you know how long 10 years and in, in very bad health costs? That's not good. Um, I've got a budget. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Do I break an occasion? Yeah. And when I do, it's usually because I'm trying to pursue a woman. Or I'm trying to make a woman happy. <laughs> or it's like, it's not me. It's my my psychology that kind of gets me into trouble. Too much debt will, will potentially bite you. First time I ever ordered a drink when I was underage. I ordered a, zomb, uh, ordered a Greyhound. And the bartender could tell that I was clearly underage. He goes, here's your Greyhound. It'll bite you! And I was like, whoa, yeah, yes, sir. And what I'm trying to get at there is that sometimes you just get in over your head, and debt will do that to you, and it'll bite you. And when it does, it takes you down. One of my friends who I dated, and then she dated someone else and got married and had a baby, and her head popped off. Um, her dad got into three houses of debt, four houses of debt. Now you're saying four houses. I'm saying four houses of debt because every house that you own, that you have a mortgage on, is debt. He ultimately goes bankrupt and has a heart attack and dies. Is there a relationship? Maybe. Maybe. So anyway, let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, it'll bite you. Yeah. Do you remember your first illegal drink? Um, I, I was actually grandfathered in. Um, in D.C. was 18 years old, so I never had a desire to drink until I was you know, probably 18 or 19. Yeah. So, yeah. It was weird because I, I could go in and drink and people had to wait till they're 21. And I was, you know, 19. With that said, uh, I just talked about, you know, mortgages as being debt. It will bite you. It can bite you. It, doesn't, it won't bite you. But it could can bite you. And people just don't realize that, do they? 
Yeah, um, you know, I'm in the industry where I see a lot of people's credit, and you know, on a weekly basis, we're seeing somebody who's just oh, too much debt. Um, and now there's a lot of student loans that we're seeing much more often. It's it, even with people in their 30s carrying a lot of student loan debt. So it's definitely weighing down a lot of people's decisions on how they, you know, set their budget and how they move towards retirement. Um, I would set that as one of my first goals, Rob, to just you know, n- number one, get as much debt down as possible, and number two, try to lower those interest rates. Uh, if you own a home, um, a lot of people are saying let's just pay off some credit card, you know, any debt for that matter, and roll it into the house because you get some tax write-offs uh, in your house and you can extend it for 30 years. It's almost, I think it's uh, 33 cents per dollar. I was, I was uh, 33 cents per dollar for uh, credit card debt in a mortgage, so it's quite a bit cheaper on a monthly basis. So I wrote a book some 19 years ago, and one of my chapters was called Credit Will Make You a Prince or Popper. And listen to this. This will tell you what 19 years ago, what we were dealing with. Bad credit, and this was just the chapter uh, proposed topic for the editor. And I wrote, bad credit means you pay more for a house than a person with good credit. 9% on 200000 is $1,600 a month versus 6.5% on 200000 comes to 1265 the difference is an extra $335 you save per month. That's That goes a long way. So what's funny about this? The rates. The rates. Yeah. 19, 20 years ago, you're talking about 9% to get a mortgage. But a great mortgage was 6.5%. And the whole chapter proposal was tied towards, you know, make you a prince or pauper. Now, like, what's a bad rate now? Four or four and a half. A bat <laughs> is, is an upper range, yeah. That's hilarious. I uh, talked to somebody last night, and uh, it was an old client. And I, I said, he asked me what rates are, and I was like, oh, yeah, they're a bit lower than what you have now. And he's like, I'm okay. I was at 6%, 7%, and I was at 5%. Now I'm at 38 I don't want to do it again. Yeah. So um, Was that a, me? No, it was uh, a guy named Mike and, and Cheryl. They came in last night, and um, we talked to them for a little bit. They were very nice people. Good. But I, I – Expect not to ever hear from them again as far as a mortgage is concerned because that's a super low rate. Yes. So um, one of the areas that I'm interested in talking about, and I think a lot of our listeners are, is a second home. And how easy is it to qualify for a second home? Um, First, it has to qualify as a second home. Okay. Uh, A lot of those rules have changed. It has to be a certain distance from your house. It has to be a certain type of uh, community where second homes are, you know, it has to be like a vacation area. Um, you know, the Bay Area could be considered one, but you wouldn't, you couldn't buy, live here and buy a second home in the Bay Area. So, but to qualify for it, it's like buying a primary residence. Uh, you get primary residence rates and you have the same kind of terms as far as down payment and so on. Would you be offended if I used, I've used you for numerous loans. Would you be offended if I bought a place in Tahoe or Hawaii? And I didn't use you. No. I See, my thought is I wouldn't use you because I would use a lender who does a lot of transactions in that area. Um, well, if it's California, I probably would. But, you know, Tahoe and Nevada, I couldn't do it. But, um, you know, I could do California. What I'm, what I'm getting at is that I think you should use a realtor from Tahoe if you're going to buy in Tahoe because they've seen everything. Right. They've seen the last second contingencies. They've seen paperwork that's not well, done correctly. They've seen homeowners associations are well, different based on a vacation property, things that I don't necessarily. Right. So about. that's in California, you use a title company. And the title company is going to take care of most of that. So if it was in the state, 
I would I would actually work with a loan officer that you can actually work with in person, um, but I would work with a realtor and a title company that's in that area that you're buying. Um, I tell people that all the time if uh, when they're looking to buy properties out of state, they, they can do a, a refinance here, pull some money out, but use a, a loan officer um, here that can actually do transactions in other states, like a large lender, because they'll know the they they'll know the laws for that state, but you actually have a person here that's doing it for you. But you use a realtor there, so you can mix it up like that, and it, and it works. I like the loan officer transaction face to face. Anyway, that's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. I've got a big event coming up in September. You can sign up for it at robblackshow.com. Homeowners are sometimes hesitant, speaking of homes with Tony, to upgrade when it's time to sell. After all, you're not going to be living there much longer. Let it be someone else's problems. Um, remodeling efforts only increase home values by 64%, so you really want to think twice about it, especially if you're doing it late and don't get to enjoy it. Now, you do the right remodeling and you get multiple bidders and they start bidding it up. It's nice. Um, people want a laundry room. You almost have to have a laundry room. Uh, percentage of buyers who want exterior lighting, about 90%. So if you don't have exterior lighting, consider getting it. Um, percentage of buyers who want uh, energy efficiencies, about 90%. So it's going to cost $270 to $800 to install. Um, you know, patio, now you're starting to get to the point of, of personal taste. But about 84% of buyers want a patio. So maybe somewhere about five years before you plan to sell, you start thinking about this. Hardwood floors, everyone seems to love hardwood floors. Um, and that could be good for getting multiple bids for you. So just get to know some of this stuff. Um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Call Rob Black now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Ben-Hur is the biggest box office flop of the whole summer. Is that a surprise? It looks pretty awful. Um, but looks going to be deceiving, right? So, uh, Kobe Bryant's got a new $100 million venture capital fund because he's great at investing, right? Oh, no, no, no. Kobe Bryant, the basketball player. Oh, the retired basketball player. So he's going to make investments in technology, media, and data companies. Bryant's teamed up with tech entrepreneur and investor Jeff Stiebel to launch Bryant Stiebel, which will be based in L.A. They are not currently seeking outside funding. So far, the two have already invested in 15 businesses together since 2013, including the Players' Tribune, the telemarketing software company Ring DNA, and the video design company called Scopely. Um, Bryant is expected to offer his creative and marketing expertise. He even designed the Bryant Stiebel logo himself. Ooh. Ooh. 
Um, so he's competitive. That's one thing that he will have, you know, to bring to the table. Uh, but there's no shortage of rich people. Uh, Mark Cuban, Ashton Kutcher, um, who are on the media side of the fence, who want to get onto the investment side of the fence. So we'll see how that goes. I'm nothing but hopeful. Um, I think that's kind of nothing but hopeful. It's the way you're supposed to be. The Brazil uh, Olympics handed off the Olympic hosting duty to Japan in an amazing way. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but they brought up the head of Japan dressed as Mario from Mario Brothers. And that's how they passed off the torch. Uh, right? Uh, in the video presentation and on stage... Japan's Prime Minister Shinzo Abe donned the blue overalls and the red cap of Super Mario, Japan's most recognizable character. Uh, the video combined the worlds of Super Mario with Super Mario Kart to help Abe arrive at Brazil's uh, stadium in time for the rain-soaked image seen above uh, in this uh, story. Uh, it was delightful. It was cute. So the Super Mario costume... Uh, fell off him and you know came off into a statesman-like suit, but he kept the goofy red cap on, and uh, I guess we wish Japan well, um, you know, hosting the Olympics. And uh, in hindsight, I think you know Brazil seemed to have pulled it off. I don't know, I'm not paying that much attention, but I'm digressing. I will say the person who's getting hurt the most from this Olympics has got to be Comcast, NBC Universal. Uh, because the viewership for people under 35 was lower, uh, to the tune of 30%. So, where will they be in two years when the Winter Games are in Korea? I would imagine viewership will be lower. And in four years when they're in Japan, I would imagine viewership will be lower. You know, is that a trend that'll last forever? I don't know. But people are cutting the cord. Um... And the eyeballs just aren't there. And that's bad news for all sports. So not just NBC and the Olympics, which they have, I think, till 2032. So I got 16 more years to watch the where the millennials go. And uh, after them, you know, the generations that come up. So Bank of Japan Governor Kuruto indicates further rate cuts are possible. Crude oil under pressure. Uh, yeah, that was the story from last week that finally, finally kind of caught up with itself. Uh, crude oil was pushing higher because there was talks about Russia and Saudi Arabia kind of getting together and cartelling it. Hey, let's get together and cartel it. I don't even know if that's a word or if it, you could possibly use it that way. I just did, so I'm going with it, okay? And you, I need you to go with it, too. Um, but my angle there is that U.S. GDP is just not strong enough, and the world GDPs we're hearing just aren't strong enough to really make a case for higher oil from a demand style. Um, are you with me on that? Like, we can get, yeah, you can cut production. Yeah, we can have too much of it hanging around uh, or too little of it in inventory. But if world G- GDPs are struggling like everyone says they are, uh, oil deserves to go lower. So oil today lower by a buck twenty-two, down to about forty-seven thirty a barrel. Easily can get down to the low forties. Uh, Pfizer drug deal is a nice win for a bunch of hedge funds. It's a fourteen billion dollar deal. 
Medivation stock surged 20% after pharmaceutical giant Pfizer said it would buy the company. And it was kind of a um, left at the altar kind of thing. So uh, Medivation just made its debut on Goldman Sachs, 50 stocks that matter the most to hedge funds. And they were going to be acquired by another company, and Pfizer jumped in and said, we want you. So someone gets left at the altar in a scenario like that. So um, that's a good uh, report to get your hands on. Goldman Sachs 50 stocks represented the most important short positions um, in hedge fund world, as well as uh, some of the stocks that matter the most. Because you can see a lot of drama in those stocks. And uh, that's one of the, the beauties of getting paid research and not using, you know, Market Watch or some website for your information. It used to kill me when people would call the show and say, hey, I just read on The Molly Fool. I'm like, oh, not quality research. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. We have the markets a little bit in the green after opening lower. Um, again, big week this week tied towards Fed Chairman Janet Yellen. Not today, not tomorrow, nor Wednesday or Thursday. You have to wait till Friday for the big week to show up. Uh, back to school for a lot of people, so volume should start picking up again for uh, stocks. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter at Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.